Hi, I'm Tiffany Pantosi with The Line Real Estate, and you're listening to Beyond the Smoke with Thomas Ward. Okay, so today we welcome Tiffany Pantosi, the founder of Align Real Estate, creator and former owner of Miss Fanatic, former cheerleader for Miami Dolphins and dancer for the Orlando Magic. Got that right. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. It's a good time for the real estate market, right? Yes, I mean, more than ever now, the exposure that the market has to not only to people, educating people on the options that they have, the possibility of becoming homeowners, the ideas of investing in real estate, what that can mean for you long-term, even for other people to start careers in real estate. I mean, it's just explosive, the yeah. awareness that we have now in the real estate field. I was talking to Vic earlier about uh, Grant Cardone. Right, I I don't know if you've watched Grant on. I've heard on him. You stuff. can't not know of him if you're in the business. You yeah. know, he's one of the many that have a big voice in the industries. Big voice. He's buying a lot of property in South Florida, um, doing pretty big commercial real estate deals. It seems like, and man, he's so active on social media. Yes. How do you use social media to perform your business? Because now, I mean, that's the really top choice of advertising. For sure. If you're in this business, I mean, any business, and you're not on social media, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, you're missing the boat, essentially. Because now, think about it. Now with the, the, the you know, one post, I can reach thousands or hundreds of thousands. Some people reach millions, right? Um, your awareness, it's, it's like I can go global and I can spread a message, information, so much easier than we ever could before. So again, why would I only want to put one magazine one ad in a magazine that I don't really know how many people might see. I could literally on my phone tell you the analytics of a post that I did, tell you how many people impressions I've had, likes I have, or comments I have on something, right? That's that's real and it's valuable. For instance, you know, right now when I work with some of my developer clients, I'm saying, listen, I can sit down and I can share your products to hundreds of thousands of people. And I can show you the proof of how I can do that because of my reach. So it's a powerful tool in this industry. And I get the majority of my business from social media. Do you advertise through social media though? It's just my brand awareness. Right. You know, I use a free tool to my benefit, to leverage and to gain exposure and to connect with people, right? It's it's human connection, um, to share what I, ha what I have to offer, to educate. People love learning um, for free, right? So to educate. So I use that to my uh, advantage and share my brand and what I have to offer because what I do in my business, I like to call, it's attraction marketing, right? I am not a big cold caller and all that kind of stuff. I know it's kind of an old school model. Some people are really good at it. For me, I want to put out, here's what I have to offer and here's who I am. If I feel like, if you think I'm the right fit for you, let's work together, right? Because life is hard and we work <laughs> to make money at the end of the day, right? To live and feed our families yeah. and to enjoy the finer things in life. So I want to enjoy that process too of my work life. So I try to put myself out there and hope that the right clientele will come to me and the right agents that I'll work with and all of that. So that's really, I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know, in my business, it helps a lot. So then you are the face of the business. Absolutely. Do you use the, your face for Align Real Estate or no? You know what, I just, yeah, independent. Align Real Estate is its own brand and I let every agent attach their own name and face to it. Right. Um, we are there as a community to support them, but for me, it's really, I just do my own personal branding. How did you end up in real estate? Let's go a little bit back. Okay. I know you, you talk about this company that you had 
tell us about that company. What's up? Yes. So straight out of college, I started an apparel company. It was a sports licensed apparel company called Miss Fanatic. So I was, you know, cheering for the Miami Dolphins at the time, also in college, getting my degree. And I came up with this concept and I went ahead and partnered with somebody who had licenses at the time. And we evolved the business from there. And I had everything from swimwear to tank tops to dresses to leggings. I even ended up launching a custom nail polish line, okay, with custom Pantones. And they were little football helmet head bottles. I mean, you name it, we had it. That's pretty cool. So this company approached me, a big company out of New York, and um, they wanted to purchase the company and they wanted my assets and we made a deal. Good. How do you stay motivated and high energy? So I'm kind of like a natural high energy person. Yeah. Always. Always. Really. Like this. A lot. Online all the time. I, I it's am. It's hard. It's just in my DNA. Is it? Yeah, it is because. <laughs> but I mean, I think that making sure that you're doing something you're passionate about and you love is just going to excite you, you know. And if um, not everybody just has this kind of personality that just is always like. Woo! You know, <laughs> I mean, I did cheer for you know my dolphins. It's kind of in my DNA, like I said. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not like that. No, I can see you're way more chill. Yeah, I'm chill. Some days I'm hyper. Some days I don't know. I don't know how they deal with it. Yeah. I'm pretty chill. Yeah, I'm pretty chill. Okay. <laughs> Am I pretty hyper, Duvani? Yeah. Yeah. 24-7. You know, That's great. And it's funny because my husband always says, what's wrong with you? Come home and you like crash. I'm like, yeah, I give like all my energy during the day. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, though, I mean, yeah. listen, I'm not like superhuman. It's not like no, I keep no, this no. all the way until I go to sleep. I mean, there is a point where I get home and I'm like, I can't talk. I can't think like I've just given like way too much of my energy, you know, because when you're excited and you're doing things that you care about, you get excited. But, I do that every night. Yeah. I don't talk. You don't talk. Yeah. For like half an hour. Hmm. Yeah, because it's just like talking all. I talk all day. Fucking day. I talk all yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like sick of my own voice, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I tell her, like, I'll be talking to my marketing manager, and like, we'll be reviewing videos or whatever content, and I'm like, oh, please turn it off. I can't even hear myself. Like, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hear you like shooting. Shooting guns. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I went yesterday. I love it. Which where'd you go? It's out in Sorrento. These guys called Pink Mist. Um, and they're, it's a pretty cool, I guess they make it into a four hour event where mm-hmm. you shoot different guns, sniper guns, all that. Have you been to the Shooter's World? I haven't. No. Oh, you have to go. No, no. So what's really cool about Shooter's World is they have all the guns and you could try any of them. Oh, really? Literally, like yeah. it's like any gun you see, you can try. There's even this really, really big gun that you have to lay down to shoot. Yeah. I forget the names of all these guns. Uh-huh. They're just, I mean, I'm not afraid of them. I don't know the names of them. Like my husband would know. But anyways, for my husband's birthday, I did a private um, experience for him and three of his friends That's where cool. I paid for them to use any gun they want, as much ammo as they want, and that big special gun really? that you have to go upstairs to the special range to shoot it's okay. legit you got to do it i want to do that but i love to do shooting outside too listen that you would like that and and shooters world they have a few of them you know so do you hang out with 800 pound lions i heard or i it- am okay so i am definitely a feline like from another like universe absolutely like i connect with any 
feline. That's funny. Um, but I did, there was a rescue okay. that we went and we had donated money to and we went to visit the rescue and had this like 800 pound lion. They said she was super sweet and she was behind the fence and they said if I put my cheek up to the fence, she would lick my face. Really? So I did it. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I so I did that. that. That's here in Central Florida actually. Is it? Yeah, it's a rescue. Isn't it out in Sorrento? Somewhere out there, like in the middle this, of nowhere. In this place where we shoot, they have four lions. They do? Yeah. Apollo was the lion's name. I will never yeah. forget. Apollo was yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apollo licked yeah, my face. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. this house that has, right? That has yeah. lions. And then they have goats. goats, monkeys. Monkeys, yeah, kangaroos. They oh, didn't offer yeah. you for Apollo to lick your face? No. no. Would you have done it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Apollo. Apollo's nice. Yes, I did do it. Away. And then when I went to Thailand, I had my husband come with me into like one of those massive cages with all of the tigers. Really? It was amazing. I was like laying on them, petting them. They're fine. They were totally fine. Great. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. My I'm husband was that. like not really having it, but he did it. You say you, you're mentoring some people in the real estate business. Do you do any sort of uh, teaching or... Do you, how do you learn? Yes. What, what do you do in that field? For sure. Well, I have a, a really strong network of top agents across the country that I collaborate with, you know, share ideas with. Um, sometimes we'll do like private little um, Zoom calls sure. to share ideas and what's new, what's happening, what are you doing? Um, little masterminds that we do. Yeah. And it's really powerful for my business, you know, because I'm always really in the know of what's going on in the industry. But I also, you know, I, I anytime I can go to a course, I just got my brokers. Well, I, I went through the two week broker course right. past that. I have the state exam scheduled. So, you know, anytime you could continue to educate yourself, it's important. Um, but, you know, I don't necessarily have any sort of a training program at this time. I don't take new agents because of the time commitment. Um, and I don't have the the structure for them. And I always call they, I mean, tell them, like, listen, as much as I'd love to help you, like, I'd be doing you a disservice if I just told you to come sure. on because I'm not, I don't have the time to teach you, handhold you, nothing. So I, I always send them to a brokerage that has a better, like, new agent training structure. And I say, listen, once you've sold at least three million and you have some experience, give me a call. We can talk at that point. Um, but I am going to be for 2020. It was supposed to happen this year in 21. But 2022, I have a whole Program that I'm going to be rolling out of different resources and tools for people that they can um, utilize um, on a platform. So that was a goal last year, but it's going to happen this year. Yeah, because I think that's the hardest, even with our industry, the hardest thing for growth is structure, right? And in, and in real estate, in that business in general, you basically walk in and you don't get formal training mm -hmm. You don't, and it's it's unfortunate, I'll even tell you guys. So in my broker's course, I was like so excited. I was like, I'm gonna go learn all this stuff and apply no, it all. No. And all they're doing is like teaching you to pass the test. They're not like applying anything, digging deep into any of these concepts. And I was kind of disappointed, but that's really how it is in, in real estate school too. You don't learn nada. You you learn in the fields, like actually doing. And what's sad, we were, cause they were joking about it in class, is that you don't even really learn how to write a, a pr proper contract. Yeah in your Absolutely. first course, you know? Crazy. People get out there and they don't even know how to write a contract. Well, it's not structured, crazy. that's the issue, no. right? So that's that's why I always, I mean, I went to work for Remax 200 and they're great, the Acker family, but structure-wise, there wasn't kind of like an education course. So for me, I hired a trainer 
and I would meet with him once a week and we would talk, but I was doing cold calling, which sucked Mm -hmm. personally. I think, like I said, it sucks, but it's something that I guess got me over the fear of rejection Mm -hmm. really quickly. For sure. I mean, definitely it's a, it's a confidence builder. You know, one of the biggest things that you have to have in real estate is confidence. If you're going to succeed, you have to walk into a room and just like, demand the attention and let everybody know that you're going to get the job done. You have to give them that confidence in you and have the confidence yourself, right? It's one of the first things I tell any of my agents. I'm like, you are not confident. You are not going to go into a room and get that listing. I wouldn't give you my listing, you know? So self-confidence is key to being successful in real estate. They don't teach that either. No. You know? So there's a lot of things that are self-taught. And look, you had the ability to pay for a coach. Not everybody can afford that when they're getting started, right? Yeah, I I actually, I was doing an investment thinking that it would obviously bring me sales. It Mm -hmm. did not obviously to what I would like, but I mean, first year I was in real estate, I did 5 million, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would tell you that obviously coaching really helped because there was no structure. I would Mm -hmm. get up whenever I wanted to. If you're making a lot of money, you usually get a little comfortable. That's the thing. You have to treat it like a full-time yeah, job. Like you a full-time are job, even yeah. though you're your boss, like you can't just get up and do as you please. Like Monday through Friday, it's my job, you know? Like so it's interesting and that again, the ones who do are the ones who you see have the most success. Yeah. You know, but you you still see some there's a lot of luck in real estate too, okay? Some people get lucky because they don't know what they're doing, but they get lucky. They, I promise they know you this. Somebody. They know somebody. So mommy and daddy help sometimes for a lot of agents to take over their businesses, you know. Now, um, I didn't take over anybody's business. I started from scratch, so I'm proud of that. You know, everything that I have, I built. I didn't start in this industry on a team where they were feeding me leads. Every lead I found, I found through my own personal efforts. Did you? I invested Enjoy. in my own business. I started, I invested in website, in lead gen. I mean, you have to have money to get started, you know? Um, so yeah, everything that I did, I did it myself. And whether it was open houses every weekend, door knocking, letters, social media, all these things. So any of my agents that come in, I'm super tough on them. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to like, you're lucky already because I'm already giving you so much, giving you a listing presentation, giving you these tools, those tools. I didn't have none of this. I had to figure it all out. So I'm tough on them to say, I'm going to help you, but only so much because you have to figure this out on your own. So when do you cut them? I'm not good at that. (laughs) (laughs) My husband is like, he's like, Gotta, that one's got to go. That one's got to go, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, we do have certain goals and certain thresholds of, you know, that we expect them to at, be at a bare minimum hit. Um, so I, I haven't cut anybody yet. <laughs> <laughs> After, this next year is going to say a lot. We have big goals. And, I, you know, I'm going to have to be more stern because, again, my time is given to them. And it can be given to somebody else who's really going to excel. There is an expense to each a- agent in my company. Like it's not free. Me just ha- oh come on all all that's these why agents. I ask you, when There's do you a cost. Them? I know, and that's funny when they go. don't realize. Like it costs me money just to have you hanging around here. I like you, but again, you you know this is business. So I know this will be the year if they don't hit their goals. I might have to cut them. In the other business, in the fanatic, uh. I guess you were you were the face, but it it wasn't as intense in dealing with people, right? Am I right? That real estate is. So how did you make that change? Well, you were a cheerleader and well, dancer, but that helped. In my other industry, in the apparel industry, 
um, it was interesting because I still had to make sales, right? And who mm-hmm. did I have to make sales to? The buyers of these sports teams. So I still had to be, you know, very, you know, always building relationships with people, building trust with people, um, performing for people, right? I had to perform and make up these promises of what I was going to deliver and make sure I delivered, right? So I still had um, to do that, but it wasn't Tiffany Pantosi's On, name. Online and Right, Instagram no, it was Miss Fanatic. I was behind the scenes. You didn't know who I was unless, right. you know. Um, so it, that was different, right? Whereas now it's all my face and people want to see my face. They want to hear my voice. Sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to be on camera and I don't want I don't want to talk to anything, anybody or, you know. So it's a challenge, you know. It is when you put yourself out there as that brand. But it's um, that's one thing that I'm good at. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I've always been um, in the entertainment industry for many years. So I'm, I tell people when they're like, oh, you're so good at this and da, da, da. I was like, listen, it doesn't come overnight like magic. I learned it over time. I had experience from years in in the indus- in other industries that I you know learned how to be comfortable in front of the camera, learned how to talk to people. Um, so it, it's all learned. It, I put in t- my time and effort to do it. You did know. You st- what did you study? Fashion merchandising. Fashion merchandising. Yeah. Because I always say that people usually do their degree and then they end up in a business that really is totally. Unrelated. I mean, right out of college, I built my apparel company sure. and yeah, I used my degree that made a lot of sense to help me with working with factories and figuring out fabrics and all the things that I learned at school. And then, yeah, now I'm in real estate. And yeah. I guess I can tell you too, we do have a line of apparel that will be launching yeah, <laughs> next year. So I'm gonna be tying in my uh, fashion world. There you go. Yes. So, so you are using your degree. I am gonna be pulling that in, into it this coming year, yes. I'm not using my degree, so uh, <laughs> obviously. I, I study international business. I guess you could say it's related somehow to teaching me how to be in the restaurant business, but I learned it in the school of hard knocks, so. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's totally different than obviously what I thought I was gonna do. So what's easier, uh, making brisket or working in real estate? Working in real estate. Yeah, huh, making brisket's harder? You gotta get that secret rub figured no, out? No, I just think, <laughs> I'm not in the restaurant business. I'm in the people business. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with real estate. But I think, like you said, you have a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. I have no control whatsoever. I walk into the restaurant. I have, I mean, maybe a little control because the food's already cooked and barbecue. Um, but after that, it's like, what? What are we gonna? What are we gonna roll into today? Um, so that's the tough part about. So this no control business. in regards to the the staff or the food or the anything, people coming to eat it. Anything, because I I mean I'm I can't follow the staff around and mm-hmm. you know we train them, mm-hmm. but what if that staff that day is feeling totally. a certain way? Totally. Here we go. But right? that re- that that ties right back into. E- almost any business right right? but even in real estate like I have a team and I'm you know I'm still only one person I could only scale so big with Tiffany me being everywhere so I've trained certain agents and I have certain agents under me and I do set out the expectation of how I expect our brand to be represented and how for them to represent themselves but I still have to tell you know this girl over here to cut her nails because they're like claws (laughs) and then this girl over here you know like I'm still having to tell them to do things to represent our brand appropriately or what not to do you know i mean like you know i've had moments where i'm like 
like having an agent that, you know, she didn't know any better at the time, but I mean, I to me it was common sense, so I didn't know to like really dig in deeper before. And she was putting, she put up uh, iPhone photos of a million dollar house and I nearly like melted when I saw it live on the market. I was like, how embarrassing, this is not what we do at my company. Like right. I've built a brand and a reputation, like absolutely not. So it's unfortunate because you really, as an owner, there's so much more work you have to do to not only worry about your own business, but oversee this the rest of your business because they're representing you, right? And that's gonna reflect back on you. If they do something wrong, that's the company. If they upset a client, the client's calling the company, right? Yeah. Same thing with you, your, 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 your staff, doesn't cook the food right that day. It's a horrible, it's you know. It's on Yelp, it's on Google, exactly. it's on everywhere, And, and they on piss YouTube. off a customer, they're like, you know. So listen, we all have our own challenges just different in different ways. Well, I think the only difference, let's say, is the product, right? I have taste, taste buds that are very different in every customer or right. every guest that comes in through the door. So right, it's like, what do you I mean you don't product, like my first Yeah, the product <laughs> is the, the hardest thing. I mean, real estate, it's an a it's it's basically an acquired taste, right? If right. you like that house, you'll buy the house totally. for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. In brisket world, it's freaking every day. Everybody's a Somebody's, critic. Everybody. Everybody thinks they're a food critic. Oh, everybody. We <laughs> have bet. judges. We have people I that walk it. up to me and they're like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a comp I'm a competition judge," and I'm like, "Congratulations! I like, don't know what to you. tell you." Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Good luck. Like, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I had a kid come up to me. I'm like a competition judge. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for real? Like, tell me about it. He started talking and he's like, ribs, you know, they have to fall off the bone. And I'm like, you're not a competition judge. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, that, I would be disqualified uh -huh. if the rib if had the to meat, fall off yeah, the bone. If it falls off the bone. Right. And there's different styles, of different kinds of cuts of meat, depending on if they're going to, right? Like, yeah. Different, not cuts of meat, but like the kind of like a pork versus a beef. Like I don't know a lot yeah, about brisket. Ribs, but. No, like what we're talking about is usually these guys judge yeah. chicken, brisket, pulled pork, and ribs. And then there's a certain way of judging, and then there's a certain way in the restaurant world that you cook. Yeah, like it's not the same in that world. Uh huh. Because you're cooking better cuts of meat one-off, uh -huh. you gotta impress these guys right. so much. In the restaurant, you're cooking for the masses to come through your door. Yeah, you're cooking a thousand, two thousand pounds a day. Fun fact for you, my husband, so although he, he owns a title company, his former career was he was a professional chef. Was he? So I'm quite the lucky girl. You because are. Because he cooks for me all the time and he's He's really, really talented. Is he? He actually, years ago, this is before I even came to Orlando, because I didn't get to Orlando until 2010. Okay. That's when I came here from Miami. And, um, but he used to work with Wolfgang Puck. Oh, yeah. Down at Disney Springs. Cool. Like, he's, he can definitely cook it Throw up in the down, kitchen. Yeah. But do you cook? Not at home. You don't, not at home. No, I have no? an air fryer. This is a new thing. I actually have one. It's in the box in my garage. So if you find you a good recipe, it. will you, you please tell yeah, me? I okay. I do sweet potato fries. <laughs> on the air fryer are freaking bomb. Are they? Okay. Yeah. I'm not a cook. I'm like, no, I don't cook. I can only cook for like, if I have to, to feed myself because I don't have any other option. Oh, I, the first time I think I cooked in my apartment in the last six years was COVID. Yeah. <gasps> That's when so I had funny. COVID. Do you bring a lot of your food home? No. No? It's really weird. It's it's now this, this year, like with the air fryer and everything, uh -huh. I've gotten into cooking that, but 
I'm in the restaurant yeah. all the time, so I eat at the restaurant maybe twice a day, mm-hmm. or I go out after mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with work to see every other restaurant in the fucking universe. Yeah, and get ideas. Yeah, yeah. actually, so. absolutely, and I love that because you have to get inspired by others. So, is there an exit plan for you from real estate? I think that my ultimate calling would definitely be to do more of that coaching mentorship sort of structure, um, and be more a little bit outside of the production right. side of things. That would be the goal. I'm also working on starting a family because I currently have no kids yet. So those kinds of things are, are definitely priority in my life. Um, so that would be the ultimate goal, to build a really strong team of professionals and that I can just continue to you know, pour into you know, ideas, give them um, mentorship, coaching, whatever they need. Um, that would ultimately be the goal. So you don't want to retire? No, you know it's funny. I don't like. Listen, in in a in a perfect world, sure, would I retire? I don't think I'd ever be able to sit at home. I'd probably, truthfully, if I didn't have to work, if I financially did not have to work, I would give so much of my time to any yeah. animal shelter charities. Like, there's so many people that I know of that are very wealthy and they don't work and it's like i wish that they did more for society right so if i didn't have to work i would be so busy with charity work specifically for animals um but no i'm i'm just like in that like i have to have something going on you know um and with the way that i like to travel even though we haven't done too much of it because of this covid madness once the world gets a little bit more normal again i mean i like to travel like i'm the princess like absolutely like super bougie (laughs) all the things you know so I can't stop working yeah I feel you (laughs) yeah I can't. like a lot of of really nice things I have to keep working I I have a rule when I travel that I need to stay in a better place than my house oh for sure like I just like I just love to go to the best restaurants you whatever eat at the dine at the finest restaurants I I don't really care about restaurants believe it or not interesting oh it's so much fun I just love exploring new cultures What kind? I don't like fancy restaurants. You don't? Well, you know, the five, like, uh, you know, the ones that are like Michelin stars. Truthfully, I've had a few of them. And the meals are like, they're fun to look at. They're not like, oh, that was the most amazing meal I've ever had, you know? So they're fun for the experience to say you did it. But I still rather have like a a ridiculous bowl of pasta, you know? Something greasy. Yeah, something delicious. Yeah. What was your oh shit moment that you said... Here we go. Like it's where I'm I'm wanting to go or was it with Fanatic? Was it in real estate? I've had a few oh shit moments I think in life that have taken me into different, you know, on different paths right. of where I've gone. Um, you know, when I got into the apparel industry, you know, and there was like, and I'm getting these million dollar orders and I have these, you know, factories shipping hundreds of, you know, thousands of pieces. And I'm like, oh shit, like this is real. Like I did this (laughs) and I got to keep it going. Like this is scary, (laughs) you know? I mean, exciting, but scary when you realize the pressures that you've built for yourself, because even in my real estate business, right? I was like, Great, you know, working as an agent under some other big company, no big deal, don't have anybody else to be responsible for. Now start your own company, have 10 agents underneath you, all, you know, kind of, you're responsible for them in some way. And it's like, oh shit, you can't just like shut it down. Like it doesn't shut down anymore, you know? So it's that oh shit moment where you're like, 
wow, I'm so proud of myself. Look what I've created. I have this crazy momentum in my business and there's only, you know, more to come, but it's, oh shit, I can't stop this. Yeah. Like there's too many people depending on me. There's too much money involved. It's scary, right? That's the, oh shit. When you realize that what you wanted, you've created, and now it's bigger than what you thought, and it's not stopping. It's not stopping. Because what's scary sometimes, I think, is we all get tired, right? We all have those good days, and we have the bad days. So on those bad days, we're like, fuck it all, you know? <laughs> and you're like, having a day, you're like, but I can't because I have to pay this person, <laughs> and I have to pay and this person, and all these agents, and all this, you know, all this that I have started, and people depending on me, and looking up to me. So yeah, that's my oh shit. It's like, oh shit, you started something, you, you can't stop. But you know, I think that it's, I'm grateful. I, at the end of the day, what I've always tried to remind myself of is always come back to, you know, is being grateful, hmm. gratitude. Because shit, like, and I, I have so much. Like, I can be sitting here on the flip side, not having any business, not having any agents that want to work for my company, not having opportunities, not having somebody like you that even wants to talk to me. I think that even in our hardest moments, and my husband has to remind me of this. Listen, I am preaching, but I am not perfect, okay? So my husband just, I think, was it this morning? He told me, I think I was complaining about something. He's like, no, no, let's back that up and start with gratitude because yeah. we have so much to be grateful for. And I think when we start our lives and our days about focusing on the things that we do have um, it just makes the world of difference so and everything else will sort itself out right good answer yeah well thanks for uh, thanks for being with us here absolutely I'm grateful it. I appreciate your time You're for grateful? you having me here and <laughs> this opportunity yeah. and look forward to chatting again in the future thank you thank you appreciate it We could be here all day. Until you subscribe, I'm not going away.